Are you struggling to make your first 100K or next? Are you pretending you're successful but barely getting by? Are you tired of comparing yourself to millionaires and billionaires who make it look so easy? Welcome to First 100K, the number one entrepreneur voice in America. I talk about the important things that no one else is talking about, like how to make your first $100,000, because I believe this is where 90% of entrepreneurs get stuck. And I tackle the mental game of entrepreneurship that we all secretly struggle with but won't admit. My guests are successful entrepreneurs who share their mistakes, their number one fears, their daily habits, and their superpowers that push them over the 100K mark. I'm your host, your coach, your friend, Joseph Warren. I'm also a 10-time failed entrepreneur and the owner of two co-working spaces here in Tampa, Florida. This show was created for you, the entrepreneur who's pushing to break through the elusive 100K milestone. Wherever you are in your business, you're just 100K away. Today, my featured guest is Leslie Logan. You can find her at onlinepilatesclasses.com. Onlinepilatesclasses.com. Talk about a killer URL. So she is the founder of that. Uh, and it's the first free online catalog of Pilates exercise tutorial videos where you can also find weekly online mat classes and workshops. When Leslie's not teaching from her studio in Los Angeles, California, Leslie can be found traveling the world. She's a world explorer, leading Pilates retreats, or offering Pilates business coaching to studio owners and other instructors through her private mastermind group. Awesome. So you can find her at onlinepilatesclasses.com. Leslie Logan, welcome to your first 100K podcast. Go ahead and fill in some of the gaps in that intro, would you? Yeah. Oh my God. Thank you so much for letting me be here. This is a lot of fun. Hi everyone. I'm Leslie Logan. Um, we founded onlinepilatesclasses.com a few years ago, but I've been teaching Pilates since 2008. I actually started during the recession. So that was <laughs> a real, uh, some people would say that was not a genius move. I think it was the best idea. Um, and why? We, Tell me why, why, because yeah, I'm jumping in on you. Tell yeah, me why, because right now people are, we're in a pandemic and yeah. people are all curling up in a ball and a few smart people, smart entrepreneurs are going to use this as a recession springboard opportunity to launch their new business. Cause they see a new problem developing, et cetera. I'm doing it right now. I'm creating this entire ebook for anxiety sufferers because anxiety is through the roof and it's part of what I do with spiritual coaching. So tell me why this is the thing for you. Why is not now the right time? And why'd you, why'd you do that in the recession? That's my question. Well, um, I teach Pilates. Pilates makes you feel better. As soon as you do it, you feel invigorated afterwards. And what does everybody need when there's a recession? They need something that makes them feel better. Yes. So, I was giving them not just a painkiller because it's actually like a vitamin as well, right? It's something that's going to make them feel better every single time they do it. But it was a way for them to focus on themselves in that time. And they had more energy when they left and then they could go do other things. And because I made them feel better, they sent me all of their friends and I ended up quitting my full-time retail job, which is probably a really great thing that I did it right before 2009 when it closed. But um, because I got so busy teaching Pilates during a recession. Mm, so powerful. People don't remember what you say. People barely remember what you do. People remember how you made them feel. 
always. Always. Awesome, Leslie. Thanks for sharing that. All right, take a minute, share something personal about you that very few people in your business life actually know. Oh, that's oh. a great question. I know. That's um, why I ask it. Make it embarrassing. Yeah, I, it is. Well, okay. So um, people will ask, what, what, what I think about often is if I wasn't doing this, what would I be doing? I think a lot of people think about that. And I think entrepreneurs as well. Like, what's my next thing? And I always joke that I'd be a dating coach. I hands down, that would be my next thing. And I love listening to people's love stories and dating stories. And I love giving advice on that. And in my life, in my world, most people don't know. Wow. Are you any good at it? Yeah. Okay. Oh, totally. Totally, totally great at it. I and my husband, you guys, he dumped me twice before we ever dated. And I was like, no, this is the man I'm going to marry. Don't worry. And they're like, when's he going to call you? I'm like, he doesn't have my phone number. It's going to be fine. And we've been married for five years. Wow. There's so many of my female listeners listening right now and saying, okay, Leslie, I know you do online Pilates, but oh my gosh, teach me how to stalk the man and get the man of my dreams. <laughs> oh, that would be great if you could, but you can't. You actually just have to be super strong in who you are and know what you want and, and really focus on that. And it attracts that person in. I swear to you, it really does work that way. I love this conversation already. So we're, <laughs> we're getting into dating, but let's be real. What you're yeah. talking about does apply to business as well. Tell yeah. me how it would apply in a business as far as attracting people to you rather than going out and chasing them with that desperation all over you. Yeah. So this is something that's really important. I always knew who, how, why I wanted to be a teacher and what I wanted to do with that. And I had a vision for what that career would look like. And I wrote it down like in detail, where did I live? What did it look like? What was my day spent like? And because I did that, when I went out to talk to people about what Pilates was, I actually talked to them with that filter in mind. So I wasn't chasing after the clients that wouldn't take me to that vision. So the people who don't want to pay for something, the people who want to discount or want it for free, or, well, what if I pay cash as if that like all of a sudden, you know, makes my it's like, great. I take less. cash at the same rate. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. Um, so, so when you have that vision and, and everything in your mind's eye of where you want to go with it, then it's really easy for you to attract those people in because you actually are seeing those people when they reveal themselves to you and also saying no or allowing to hear no from the people who are not right. And when you're like that, you don't chase after people. I've never had a chase after a client because once you do that, you don't feel good. And it's not, it's just, it feels like a slog. It doesn't feel exciting. So how, what percentage of entrepreneurs, business owners, would you say actually do that? They create a vision for their future, for their business. Oh God, I would love to know that answer, but I feel like, I feel like it's more now, at least amongst the world that I live in, I would say it's about 50%, but I do think a lot of people go backwards. They're like, I want to make this amount of money. And then they try to do the business and then they may even have a little success and then they have to go back and do the vision. Um, but if you start with your vision, if you start with where you want to go, uh, it's a lot easier to design products. It's a lot easier to design offerings. It's really easy to figure out how to price your stuff because you have that vision. So if you do it first, it just makes the entire process of your business better. All right. So paint us a picture. Give us an example. What was your actual vision so that you can, we could start brainstorming as we're listening and jot down some notes for our own business. Yeah. So my, my the first vision I wrote down was I lived in this 
big house with lots of space around it. I'm from LA and California, so there's no space. <laughs> but I had this vision of my house, had lots of space. It had a beautiful skylight. I actually spent my days writing um, content to help other instructors building their business, which was a weird vision to have since I just started out, but I knew that that was where I was gonna go someday. I also knew that I wanted to teach people how to teach Pilates, so I had part of that in my day. And I also wanted to be, my house was near an airport, not like where the airplanes could fly over, but close enough to get to, because I was gonna travel the world teaching Pilates. So when I had that down, and then I wrote my schedule, like a dream week schedule, this is what time I wake up. This is when I work out. This is when I actually do my work. And then this is when I eat dinner. And this is who I'm eating with. And this is how many dogs we have. Like it was a beautiful picture. I like this. Like you're selling me on your vision. Okay. And I have no interest whatsoever in Pilates. <laughs> yet, yet it's pulling me in. So Startup Nation, that is exactly what's missing maybe right now in your business is you don't have a vision that pulls others in. And it definitely doesn't excite you. Maybe you're just chasing the green. You're chasing the Benjamins, right? But you're not chasing like what does that lifestyle actually look like? Your ideal day, your ideal week. What are you doing from dusk till dawn? What does it look like? Where are you living? Are you near an airport because you want to travel the world like Leslie? You got to put in all those little details and nuances. I think that's really fantastic. All right, Leslie, what's step one for Startup Nation to create that vision? I think you need to sit down, like actually clear space and you need to the vision might take you a few times to get clear. And even still for me, every few years, it gets even more clarity because in theory, I got closer to the vision, right? So, um, so even uh, recently at the beginning of, what was, what are we in April, March, my husband and I sat down and redid our vision together to make sure, A, we're both working towards the same vision because that's really important, you guys. And then B, like, were there things that have changed since we have been traveling the world? What's changed? So first step before you do it is you need to actually have space. It's going to take you about 90 minutes. Like I would give yourself, it's not a five minute thing. Uh, maybe you have to go for a walk or a run. Maybe you have to listen to some good music. I wouldn't listen to a podcast. No offense. You will listen to, listen to Joseph's podcast before or after, but not during. You want to have clarity because it has to be your words. And then I want you to actually handwrite if you can, because I think typing, we try to be perfect, but handwriting, it doesn't even matter. You're just going to like write it. Also, it gets more ingrained and if you can't start with like the biggest picture of where your house is, then just close your eyes and like picture the inside of the house. Picture, um, picture when you already know when you like to wake up, what time is that? Who's next to you? Is there anyone next to you? Um, when I first did it, my vision, that person did not have a face, which was very interesting because I was with someone at the time and I was like, huh, note taken. <laughs> um, but like, you know, you have to think about like, do you go to the farmer's market? Like, what are those things that you do on a daily basis that you already know you like? And fill in those, those things. So you have the big picture and then your day-to-day -day life. And then um, I would also, if you can, start to think about the people you like to work with. Um, but that might be too much. You might be, if you're a startup, you might only be working with yourself and you might not have clients yet. 
But if you can get into who you like to work with, who you like to serve, it really does um, help you get to this. And again, I would set a timer in your calendar to go off in three to six months, come back and do this process. Really start to fill it in because I, the first one I wrote out was pretty great and I loved it. And then a few months later I looked at it and I was like, oh, well the house is here. And I actually go to Denver and Dubai and London. Like I actually got to add in the actual cities. So you get more clarity, but you've got to start with it because days and startup, oh my God, they suck sometimes. And if you don't have a vision, like I'm doing this because I want this, as opposed to like right now, we are working every single day because we want to have this house where I have my Pilates studio in the house to film in the house. We want to be in uh, this particular city because it's close to an international airport. And we want to have, we have two dogs right now, but I was like, I want a llama. So we need to have space to have a llama. And when I was like, oh, I just don't want to do this next newsletter. I was like, but that next newsletter could sell X, Y, and Z. So then I gets me closer to my house. So it's just a really good to have. And if you're a visual person, like right now behind, behind this camera is a whole wall of pictures. Each of these pictures reminds me of something towards my vision. And so I have that. So I even have a visual stimulation towards my actual vision when I need it. All right. This is powerful. And you, you see, I didn't do the traditional format of my show here. I just launched you right into top three tips and strategies without asking for the top three tips and strategies. Cause I'm very sneaky like that, but <laughs> we're ready. Okay. So startup nation, Leslie saying sit for 90 minutes, write out your vision by hand, write it out, spend the time. What does it look like? Where's the, where are you going to live? What's happening in your life? Who are you with, et cetera? Step two, write out the people you want to work with. Leslie did that early on in her vision. She said, hey, I'm going to be teaching other Pilates instructors. And I want to write content that teaches them and makes them better instructors, et cetera. So she already knew who she wanted to work with. Do that for yourself. What is step three? Like, how do we actually execute this? Like, how often do I look at that vision? How often do I read it? Do I read it out loud? Do I just read it silently? What is that? What it, how did, do I manifest that vision into reality? Great. I think the next step is actually to work backwards um, to set some benchmark goals. So um, for me, when I did this vision, it was a 10-year vision. Now I hit almost all of it within three years. So that was very interesting because I was like, oh, oh, I underestimated myself. And so then I could, I had to actually think even bigger, right? Which was great, a great challenge to have. But I worked backwards. I'm like, okay, if this is the vision in 10 years, then that means in eight years, I need to be here. And in five years, I need to be here. And in three years, I need to be here, which means this year I have to do X, Y, and Z. And so then every three months, I could just see how am I doing on my one-year plan? What are those steps? So it's a lot easier if you break it down backwards. Like we all know, you don't really know something bad in your life until you like get past it. And then you look back and go, oh, I connected the dots. That was like the best thing that ever happened to me, right? So it's just also, I don't know about you, when I was a kid with mazes, I would never start at the start. I would start at the finish and I would just like work my way backwards to the start. You're right. That, that yeah. was the easiest way to do a maze. Yeah. Interesting. So, All right. So, so I got to ask this. I got to ask this. Okay? okay. Because many of my listeners are going to run into roadblocks once they get going with this. They're going to yeah. write out their vision for 10 years. Then they're going to reverse engineer it eight years, seven, five years, three years, two, et cetera. And then year one. And then 
they're going to break it down per month. Okay. In three months I have to do this or this month I have to hit this goal. But then guess what happens? 30 days from now, they didn't do what they needed to do month one. Now they're going to kick themselves. They're going to beat themselves up and then negative self-talk. Oh, I'm a piece of crap. I'm a loser. See, I, I don't deserve it, etc. Right. All this negative stuff happens and then they give up and quit. How can they avoid that? So I think it's really important if you're in a startup to understand that there's no such thing as failure. Everything is just feedback. And the quicker you can get the feedback, the better. So even if you, the quicker you fail, the better, right? Because then you actually get the information you need. So if you didn't hit your goal month one, that's okay. It just means you didn't actually, you're still practicing your goal setting for your business. You're also, your business is new. There's so many things you didn't know you needed, right? So if you don't hit your goal month one, you just reassess. Okay, maybe I actually need to make this, this needs 60 days. So I'm just going to bump everything or bump everything for three months and just reevaluate. It's all reevaluation. It's review, asking questions, doing it again. Review, ask questions, do it again. Did you give yourself enough time? If you did, then what were you doing during your days to actually take advantage of it? I think sometimes we get distracted by the day-to-day, -day, like, oh, I got to do these things today. I have to post on Instagram every day. I have to engage. Well, you guys can't see this because you're listening to a podcast, but I have a timer. And I set the timer. And when the timer goes off, the blog post has to be done. The newsletter has to be done. So if I didn't get it done, I better wrap it up because I have to move on to the next thing. And the thing is that what, the more you get done, the more you get feedback. So if you take three weeks to write your newsletter, it's going to take you more than three weeks to get the feedback on whether your newsletter was hit or not, right? Because you have to look at the and analytics. So do the thing, get the information. If you screw up month one, it's actually just feedback. You need to understand how you work best and then make the changes in your next month's goals to make that happen. I'm digging it, girl. I'm definitely digging it. You're tearing it up. You're tearing it up. <laughs> All right. So be uh, Startup Nation. I have so many shows. It's ridiculous. Startup Nation. Uh, we are speaking with Leslie Logan. She's the founder of OnlinePilatesClasses.com. OnlinePilatesClasses.com. She is laying down her truth for all those woo-woo people out there. I said her truth, not the <laughs> truth, her truth. Um, and Leslie, you know, my listeners want to know, they just want some context. Like yeah. who is this girl, Leslie? First off, what they really want to know may not be that important to you, but it is to them because they want to know, well, is it working for her? Like, yeah. or is she just someone with theory or is she actually applying it? Has she done six figures? Is where is she at? So I'm just going to ask you, what was your gross revenue, uh, approximately in the past 12 months? We did $350,000 in 2019. Oh, that's it. Congratulations. Thank you. I, trust me. Here's the thing. Sorry, just so you know, I definitely wanted to hit half a million last year. So I definitely looked at that. And my husband's like, Leslie, you did this much. And I was like, I mean, <laughs> and he was like, Les, I, you didn't see, I was just like, kind of, so, I was kind of sad about it because I want to do half a million. That was my goal. Oh, you personally. But, I personally wanted us yeah. to do half a million and we did 350. Now he's like, but remember, we also cut back on your teaching. So I went from teaching like a 70% of the income to 50% of the income. And 
yet we still did $60,000 more last year than the year before. And I cut back where the most of the money was coming from half. So that's a huge win, right? Like that's a huge, huge. goal and you have yeah. to celebrate those wins guys. So, which means um, next year or this upcoming year is going to, your profit margin is going to go through the roof, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, even with this pandemic we're in, I have not changed the goals for this year at all. I have had to restructure where the income comes from, uh, but it's just made me hungrier because I'm like, well, if I actually hit the number I want to hit during this time, um, I will actually be, instead of my vision being three years from now, it could happen at the end of this year. Like, wow, that's, that's how super quick exciting. It can be. All right, so I'm speak even more to us. Yeah, speak to us about that for a second and just like 60 seconds or whatever, because many of us, and we're speaking offline, are with this pandemic, our business models have shifted and we didn't get a choice in the matter. We were, you know, I'm so glad my co-working businesses got acquired last year, physical office space, because I don't have to deal with that and the leases and everything like that, because we'd be shut down right now. So when P, uh, someone's business model has shifted, you were doing studios, Pilates studios, right? Face-to-face, in-person, human touch. How have you shifted your model? Yeah, so I have a physical location here and I also lead retreats and workshops. Those are lots of people in the same room all around the world. And I also rent my space out so there was income coming here. Within 24 hours, nine months of our workshops and retreats canceled. All of the studio clients, that income gone and the renters gone. So what we did is something we do all the time. We assess all the different streams of income and how much income we want each of those streams to do in a year to hit the goal, right? So whatever the pie we're making it is, what parts of the pie are from teaching, what parts of the pie are for renting. We took the money we knew we were losing and we just restructured it. So we're now offering online workshops and I already had the online classes. So now we're just taking more emphasis on making more people want those memberships. And now that they're all at home, there's more possibility. We were uh, not doing online workshops for the teaching Pilates part. And now we are, and people are loving them. And we're doing virtual retreats and virtual workshops. So we're just restructuring the income um, and how we could get it. And it's actually all possible. In the first month, we had to refund $7,000 for one workshop that was supposed to happen in London. And I created two virtual versions and sold them that weekend and replace that income overnight. So um, it is possible to restructure your business and pivot. You just have to one, know your numbers. And then you have to listen to who your people are and what problems they're having and how can you solve those problems with what you already do that aligns with your vision. All right. So what I'm hearing you say is that you took the pandemic and you took it, you pivoted and you created pandemic possibilities. Did you like that? Pandemic possibilities. So Startup Nation, what new pandemic possibilities can you create in your business right now? Stop ducking, stop hiding, stop complaining, stop blaming. Create new pandemic possibilities right now the way Leslie is doing it. So you can find Leslie at onlinepilatesclasses.com online pilatesclasses.com she did three hundred fifty thousand dollars last year it's working it's working you can listen to her take these strategies these are these are big leslie welcome to my favorite part of the show welcome to the hustle round i'm going to ask you 10 quick fire questions you'll have about three seconds to answer each don't overthink it's just for fun are you ready i'm ready what's your favorite thing about being an entrepreneur possibilities 
What's your least favorite thing about being an entrepreneur? Everything falls on your shoulders. <laughs> yeah, it does. Let's get real about what's real. What are you most afraid of? Of letting myself down. Yeah. And I believe we're all struggling with something at any given moment of our lives. It's just the human condition. What are you currently struggling with either personally or professionally? I'm feeling a call to level up in a much bigger way and in a way that there isn't anyone to copy, right? There's no one in my family or my life and I have to figure out my path there. And that's a, that's a struggle when you're, when you're doing something that is outside of the norm or outside of the grain of what you've seen in your life. Yeah, I get that. Pioneering your own path, right? That, that takes something, especially when it's not in your family line or heritage. I get yeah. it. What did you spend way too much time doing your first year in business? Oh, totally trying to fill classes to make more money in the hour when I could have just taught a private for the same amount. So just like trying to like, it was like a hustle that didn't need to happen. Mm, got that. What secret fear do you have about people? I think my fear is actually for them of not of them, but I feel my fear is that people won't see how much they need to take care of them, their bodies now. And then I can't help them because they're not seeing how now is the time to take care of their body. Mm, that's, that's big. What do you wish you had learned sooner in business? To lean in the fear much sooner. Just lean into it. Do it with fear. Do it scared. Do it with fear. What is a new habit you want to form? Oh, I'm working on this right now. You'd think as applies instructor guys that I drink a lot of water. I am trying to drink water throughout the day. It sounds so small, but like I don't drink it throughout the day. And I have now three bottles of water and I have a timer. It's said to go off so that I can like sip some water. <laughs> I had, habit I want to form. <laughs> listen, I had to develop it too. And then I was guzzling the water. So it actually wasn't absorbing well. So you have to now learn to sip water all day. Yes, Who knew? Yes, What's a bad habit you want to break? I would love to stop watching um, the dating reality shows. Like I, that's a I don't need to do it. And uh, now that I'm home with my husband all the time, it's a little embarrassing. Like, do you want to watch this one? So it's, it's the pandemic might help break that. <laughs> nice. Pick three words to describe who you are now. Energetic, um, fierce, and full of zest. That's not even three words. That was Full six. of zest. It sounds like a <laughs> bar soap commercial. That's awesome. I know. I full put hyphens zest. in that, so it's one word. <laughs> Pick three words to describe who you were your first year in business excited, very nervous, um, and ready. Mm. It's ready. And last question, Leslie, if you could come back to life after you died, look your family and friends in the eye, your husband, and give them only one piece of advice about everything, about life, eternity, all of it, what would you say to them? Be your 100% true self. There's just do it. Just be you. I know that sounds woo and lame, but like, I think so many people are trying to be somebody else because they think that's what will make people like them better. And in your business, 
same. You just have to be you and truly go after what you believe in because you're the one who has to sell it. You're the one who has to show up every day. And in life, it's the same way. And it's really hard to separate life and business. And so if you could do it in life, just be yourself, it's going to be much easier the rest of your categories, you know, the rest of the things you do. Yes. And you're the only one that can look yourself in the mirror. Any yeah. final wisdom? What's the one thing you want my listener to know about making their first 100K this year during the pandemic? What do you got for them? Okay. So this is something I tell people all the time that I teach, and I think it works here as well. You are the only person who can do what you do the way that you do it. And if what you offer helps solve a problem, any problem, then you have a moral obligation to sell it to them. So this pandemic or not, you need to be out there telling people how you can help them. I love that you called us out on our morality. Oh, <laughs> right in the heart. Oh. Okay, Leslie, uh, what's the best way for Startup Nation to get in touch with you if they so choose? You got a product, a service, a giveaway. What do you got? Yeah, so if you guys would like uh, to actually experience Pilates in your body, which I hope you do, because it really does help you. If you connect to yourself, you connect more to others. It also helps with your posture. And sitting on a computer just makes your posture terrible. It also puts you in a slight or fight zone of your brain. So you actually take everything in as an attack. And so if you can work on your posture, then you actually can take in all that information as what it is. So if you do Pilates, you'll work on your posture, you'll have great core strength, and you'll feel invigorated. Go to onlinepilatesclasses.com slash free, and I'll give you a free class. Love it. Online Pilates classes slash free to get it now. And uh, what's one technique I could do right now sitting at my desk? Oh, so right posture? here. So you're going to you're going to double chin your head a little bit. It's not attractive, I know, but it gets your head on your spine. And then pinch your, the back of your armpits. So you don't want to squeeze your shoulder blades together, guys. It doesn't pull your, doesn't put your shoulders on your back. Like every person, mom who's like, pull your shoulders back. That actually creates stress in your neck. But if you, I like to say, it's like you're juicing a lemon with the back of your armpit. It's weird. But look at your collarbones are nice and wide and your lats turn on and it actually pulls your shoulders on your back, which is where they should be. And if you work from there, you'll actually, like the blood flow is great. The nerve endings work, everything's in place. So pinch your shoulders, not your shoulder blades, your armpits, back of your armpits and pull your head back. All right, Startup Nation, go pinch some lemons with your armpits. That's what I'm doing with Leslie right now. All right, Leslie, thank you for being on your first 100K. I wish you God's love, peace, and joy in your life, girl. Thank you. You're welcome. Cheers. Startup Nation, you cannot show up authentically in your business without building faith in your business. If you want to have that conversation on the faith side of things, go check out my other podcast called Broken Catholic. On that show, I interview all different guests about why the world isn't working right now. Plus, I tackle unspeakable topics that you may secretly struggle with, but won't admit. We got to get your faith right to get your business right. Go to BrokenCatholic.com. I'm Joseph Warren, and you were made for greatness. So stop being a wuss and start being a winner. Have a blessed day, and I'll see you right back here next week.